0: Theorizing that Quantum Leap would hold up after 30 years two friends set out to watch every episode and vanished
1: oh boy no one knows how movies work
0: no one knows how guitars work.
1: How does fatherhood work?
0: Oh boy. Featuring oh, Kristen, Kristen and Leet. Leet. Yeah. yeah. Hi everyone and welcome to another episode of Oh, oh boy. boy, it's, it's Leet Kristen. and Kristen. I'm changing the you? title.
1: Oh, Leet. Don't you think Leet and Kristen has a better ring to it? No. Um, but alphabetical order? Oh.
0: <laughs> i'm kristen
1: i'm leet Mm -hmm. uh
0: yeah so uh this is a show where we watch every episode of quantum leap one at a time one at a time no we watch every episode every episode
1: it'd be a lot more efficient for the listener at least
0: yeah but you'd have to sit down for like a 24 hour
2: (laughs) yeah period or something probably Mm. more oh yeah Oh, yeah. uh,
0: that sounds like a like an art installation piece, like that we could sell to like fringe, you know,
1: uh, to to nuit um, blanche, just to, yeah, more like the the podcast experience or just the experience of watching that much quantum leap, the
0: both the experience of um, like an endurance performance, you know what I mean? Like it would probably have to be, let's be reasonable, like forty eight hours at least, and be like a cycle of like us. Watching, talking, watching, talking.
1: And... Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or just do the whole thing uh, in real time. We're talking as we're watching. We record the whole thing. People are watching us watch and record. And then we release that as an episode of a podcast.
0: So look for this.
1: And here's a better idea. Okay, okay. this is the best uh, version of it. Is that like what Nuit Blanche say is 12 hours long. So we take the entirety of Quantum Leap. Yeah. And then speed it up so we watch the entire show in the 12-hour period. Yeah, and then we uh, uh, record us riffing on it as we go, and then release that whole twelve-hour thing as one episode of this podcast.
0: I think it would really be a statement on podcasting. It'd be like it'd be like a like a an introspective podcast performance.
1: And also, how of. long would it last before we just dropped into silence and recorded that for
0: mm, four or five hours? I think that would be the most compelling part. Yeah. Anyway, uh, if this is something you'd be interested in, tweet us at Kristen Leet. So we just watched uh, episode two of season two.
1: Season two, episode two, called Disco Inferno. Yeah. That's an exciting name. Yeah. Was it an exciting episode, Kristen? Um,
0: yes. Was it? (laughs) I Okay. So it starts out with a big old fake out. So yet again, season two has completely bamboozled me with (laughs) my predictions. Yeah, you're 0 for (laughs) 2. Yeah. Because, of course, the only thing we saw in the teaser was he's dressed like John Travolta in uh, Saturday Night Fever, and he's disco dancing. So I was like, okay, he has to win a dance competition or some shit like that. Yep. Turns out, never mind, it's a movie. Because what happens immediately is he gets shot. Um, in the disco club. I mean, like, he dances for a little bit. and then a He does guy not dance. Out. I'm just
1: going to clarify no. that. He um, <laughs> gets danced upon and then he walks vaguely <laughs> over to somewhere else.
0: Yeah, which happens to be the exact right place he needs to be to um, get shot yep. by, like, a shotgun, too. Like, a big yep. ol' thing.
1: And also, I'm just going to uh, clarify that, like, um, him getting shot... Is our um cold open goes into the credits and we only yeah. find out after the opening credits that it is um a movie. But if we're thinking of the teaser from last week for this week, him getting shot is such a more exciting cliffhanger yeah. than just oh he is being danced upon.
0: I agree. I would have I mean like Maybe they were like, well, we can't let viewers think that Sam dies this episode. I'm like, (laughs) uh, maybe, like, I'd tune in.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: (laughs) Like, I would be like, I have to find out. Maybe they
1: just thought, like, oh, if we do that, if we show him being shot at the end of the episode, people will be like, oh, I guess that's the end of Quantum Leap. (laughs) Guess it's over. (laughs) No need to tune in next Thursday. Why
0: would they do a teaser? (laughs) Why would they do a teaser for
1: it? <laughs> it's not the teaser. That's just how he dies. That's how Dr. Sam Beckett dies. <laughs> he
0: leapt into <laughs> a disco and died.
1: So uh, uh, we come back after the opening credits to find him having landed on a crash pad. And it was and, like a blood pack. And and suddenly there's cameras and stuff visible that Sam didn't see first.
0: It's ridiculous. We ugh, Guys, like, yeah, we were just talking about how, like, if you were on a film set, there's no way to not know Yeah, if you're on a, film, you're set, on a film set.
1: Then, like, even let's assume you're in, like, on location somewhere yeah. rather than on a soundstage. Let's assume you're on location somewhere. Even so, um, <laughs> there's only one eighth of the room that looks like a room. Yeah. And then the other seven eighths look like, like film equipment.
0: There are going to be cameras pointed at you.
1: And you're probably going to be facing towards the cameras.
0: You're going to be yelled at if you're not. And uh, he landed perfectly on his mark to get shot at because then all of a sudden, hes we were saying he's in this harness that's clearly attached to like a... Because
1: he's being yanked backwards through as the gunshot happens. Yeah. Through a window, I think.
0: Yeah. So he had to be in front of the right damn window.
1: Facing the right direction. <laughs>
0: There's just no way. There's it's no way this would have all lined that, up without him knowing that he is a stuntman. That like on Sam a set.
1: and and for Sam, as we experience Sam in this cold open, like he somebody is dancing on him. He gets uncomfortable and wanders vaguely off the dance floor. Then a guy comes in with a gun, uh, cocks the gun, aims it at him. Sam is scared. None of this could actually happen by accident.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it, it's uh bewildering the fact that <laughs> any of this they're they're just assuming no one who watches the show understands anything about movies or movie making. Yeah. I guess. It's a huge leap. And also a quantum why, leap.
1: Why did God leap him in before the stunt rather than after the stunt?
0: Yeah. Yeah, wouldn't that have been interesting if he woke up and he sees, Was
1: on the crash pad.
0: <laughs> yeah, and he sees that there's blood on him or something. And mm. then maybe he's like, I think I've been hit. Because he says that at one point. Mm. Like, I've been hit. And it's like, have him wake up and be like, oh no, am I bleeding? I seem to be okay. Be on the crash pad. I don't know. That could have been interesting. Yeah. But instead, this fake out...
1: You're bitter about this.
0: I, I, I'm mad. <laughs> I'm mad about a few things. But there's another scene like this that was just... Oh, we'll get to it. Yeah, I was gonna say another stunt scene.
1: For me, this episode is gonna be us talking an awful lot about little minute moments because there's a lot that drove me crazy, but also the overarching plot wasn't that interesting.
0: No. Well, no, no. Um,
1: there was some stuff in there, but I'm much more interested in like the the how they think movies work and guitar playing. Those are the things that I want to talk a lot about.
0: Exactly, and that really overshadows the 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 story part. Is just you know has to do with the the guy he's leapt into's brother and father, uh, which makes him think of his own brother and learn about his own brother. Yeah. So uh, we'll hit those points as they come up. Yeah, but um. So we see Chad, the stuntman, and uh, he gets up from having been shot. Chad's dad, did Papa Stone? Yeah, Papa Stone. Because his name's Chad Stone, and then there's Papa Stone and his little brother Chris Stone. Yeah. And Papa Stone gets in an argument with the director about how he's being unsafe on set. Yeah. And then he quits, right? Like, yeah, the
1: dad quits, and so does so do the two sons. Yes. Because they're they're a team, but also. The director, uh, after the dad quits, he goes to the two sons. And is like, you guys still work for me, don't you? And they're like, no, we, we work for him. Yeah. <laughs> That's not how business works. <laughs> he's clearly the owner of the business. You like... hired a company.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah. But then uh, a bunch of ladies want Chad. We also learn he, Chad is a huge ladies man. A
1: very handsome guy. Um, there's... A woman who's like, she works for like a record label who's working on the music in this film. And she's very, very 70s. Um, I mean, obviously, I think we can all assume the way uh, Sam feels about disco and the 70s and that whole movement.
0: I think he says, I hate disco. He's not a big fan of it.
1: Um, This record exec lady gives him a mood ring and he's just very, very judgmental about that. She
0: introduces herself as an Aquarius. Yeah. And guesses she's like, "Are you a Leo?" And he's like, "Uh, sure."
2: Yeah, what? <laughs> like, fuck, I don't I, w- know.
0: Whatever. <laughs> like, she's like, "I knew it." Oh, how Which great! Also,
1: they were then missing a beat where uh, Chris looks at him and goes you're a fucking cancer. Like, you're <laughs> shameless.
0: I know. I was waiting for that because wouldn't, wouldn't that have been a nice moment?
1: Also, but also, it would have been like in character for Chad as well because he's uh, clearly a womanizer. So it's like Chris would be like, oh, yeah, of course you would lie about your sign... For this woman, yeah,
0: you're right. That would have been yeah, would a have been fun a, little yeah. bit of writing. Yeah, it's funny because she gives him his card, and I was like, is she? Can she's trying to like be like, you could be a star with that face and that body. Yeah, like, but he's not a musician. But his brother is a musician, so yep. I was waiting for this like record label thing to come back. Well, I guess
1: what, uh, it pays off later. I think she's the one who gets him on that show. Oh, does she? later? Well, she's there, so I assumed that she had a hand in it. Okay, I hope so because yeah. otherwise,
0: again, that seems like again, a missed, a missed m- thing. Mm-hmm. It's also just a funny thing because Sam is such a prude, and mm-hmm. of course, he's leapt into another
1: a Lothario.
0: Yeah. And all these ladies are coming up to him. She's like, oh, is that a hickey on your neck? Oh, is it this? And then another woman's like, I thought I was the girl. Yeah. I was in your trailer. And throws a drink at him. And the other girl's like, oh, like into it.
1: Yeah. And- it was also pretty funny, though, because um, this this girl who's clearly uh, had a thing with Chad uh, comes up and says, well, aren't you going to introduce me to your friend? Yeah. And uh, Sam has her card. So he's like, oh, yeah, this is Tracy. And oh, I'm so sorry. I've forgotten your name, which is, of course, what exactly would happen. Yeah. Um, Again, it's, it's, I don't know if it's clever, but it's just like, yeah, that's how that would play out. And that would really hurt that person's feelings.
0: Which is uh, the whole, like that happens a couple times this episode. It's like, yeah, Chad would do that because he's a dick, but Sam feels terrible because he doesn't believe in sleeping around. So it's like, what a dichotomy. Yeah. (laughs) And, uh, uh yeah, it's just funny how judgmental he is of this guy. I think like oh no, and he like looks in the mirror. He's got these chains like gold chains, hairy yeah. chest situation. He's very
1: seventies looking dude. Yeah yeah yeah. Um. Meanwhile, while all this is happening, uh, Sam's brothers, Sam's brother Chris, um, a girl walks up to him. Uh, And starts talking to him and he's immediately like, oh, you want to fuck my brother, don't you? And she's like, no, I'm more into guys who are kind of like skinnier. And he's like, oh, yeah, you're skinny like my brother, right? And she's like, no, like a guy wearing a blue shirt is like, oh, yeah, a blue shirt like my brother, right? And she's like, listen, listen, could you just, I I think you're very
0: attractive. Yeah. Please don't make me be more explicit. Yeah. Uh,
1: yeah. Al shows up, we find out that uh it's April 1st, 1976 in Burbank, California, and they're shooting a low-budget disaster film called Disco Inferno.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's dancing and he's just loving it. He's oh, yeah. dancing with girls who can't see him. <laughs> like, of course he is.
1: That's his one his one uh fetish.
0: <laughs> she can't even see the sweet splits I'm doing. <laughs>
1: And, uh, yeah, of course, Al loved the 70s, and Sam hates the 70s. It
0: really all boils down to free love and the fact that Sam is very
1: against it. But also Sam was on his, like, fourth PhD at this point. He didn't have time for women or dancing or drinking.
0: Yeah. Oh, it's sad.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, (laughs) Unlike me, who (laughs) who had a rollicking time in my college years, which is not true, listeners. Um. <laughs> 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 Sorry. <laughs> I'm well, like no, judging a to, guy
1: for like He <laughs> went to UTM. That's that's like like Did you live in that like one apartment building?
0: No, um, it, it I did in in I did in second year, I yeah. think. Um, but then there was like this group of houses out there that mm. like everybody, all the cool people. Eventually, like you, oh, okay. you you don't stay on campus; you stay in like the townhouses, and there's parties all the time. And I'd be like, "Yeah, I'll go to the party." <laughs> I was really cool. Yeah, yeah, I was not. <laughs> What about you? What were you like in university? Did you party all the time? No,
1: no, no, no. I was the guy who would like skip. I'm gonna say skip two thirds of the parties, and then the one third of the parties that I went to, I would like show up late and leave early. Like, yeah, yeah. I had to wrestle with a lot of self hate just to like get anywhere.
0: Yeah, no, I, I think I kind of it was the same deal. Really, it was all about like I had awesome roommates, so it would be like. And we had this great nerdy house. So we would be like, we should really go to the party. Like, we should really go to this party and like yeah. socialize like young people. This and then time we'd- <laughs> we'll
1: convince them all we're cool.
0: Yeah. I don't know. Maybe like, you don't know what's going to happen. Maybe tonight I really will be really cool. I'm like, you don't know. <laughs> meet the Look. love of my, I'm going to meet the love of my life. <laughs> it's going to be great.
1: <laughs> if you guys see me do anything uncool, let me know. Okay.
0: <laughs> but then we'd be like, I just want to go home and play Super Smash Brothers with you guys. <laughs>
1: Oh, you want to shout out your roommates?
0: Yeah, uh, Matt and Hannah. Aw, oh, Matt and Hannah. Miss you guys. Anyway, aw, um, oh, Matt and Hannah. You wrote a little song there that I liked. <laughs> <laughs> At any rate, um, um, so let's move on.
1: Al, Al tells Sam that Ziggy crashed, and so he doesn't have any real information to give him. He says, you're probably here because Chris is going to die in the next couple of days, and Sam yes. goes how, and he goes I don't know, and he goes where he's like I don't know, and he goes when I like, I don't know. Ziggy's down, so this is the amount of information you have.
0: Yeah, and uh, we don't. Is this the point where we learn about Sam's brother? Yeah,
1: Sam remembers his big brother Tom. Um, not a lot there. Again, it's kind of like episode one. Sam was like, my dad, my dad. Everything I love, mom is my dad. I'm gonna hang out with my dad. <laughs> yeah, and then like you call my dad. In Kamikaze Kid, he leaps into a guy who has a sister, and he remembers that he has a sister. And in this yeah. episode, he leaps into a guy who has a brother, and he remembers that he has a brother. So far, no mention of the mom.
0: Oh, yeah. No, he doesn't I, like no his mom idea. at all. Well, maybe that'll come up. But, like... um So he remembers that he had an older brother. So he remembers what it's like to be a younger brother. Yeah. And he relates to Chris. And I thought that was kind of sweet. To
1: some extent, yeah. He goes he goes like, oh, like I didn't understand why Tom treated me this way. But now that I'm an older brother, now I get it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it also makes sense because like Chris is a little skeptical in this episode of like of Chad all the time because he's probably behaving very differently than usual. Yeah. Obviously, because he's Sam. But like... You know, he's probably being a lot nicer.
1: Um, the dad is a tough guy. He uh, mm. he tries to, quote unquote, toughen up Chris.
0: I just need to go back to, oh. for a second to when Sam remembers that he has a brother. Right. And then all of a sudden we hear that down home a guitar or something. Yep. We hear like, I just love that Sam remembering his past sounds like wholesome America. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. We need I'm some harmonica in it. there. Yeah. That's all.
1: There's a lot of that kind of <laughs> sappy music underscoring anytime he starts remembering his brother, because it's like it's constantly foreshadowing. He's like, "Why is it every time I think of Tom, I get really sad and afraid?" <laughs> it's like because Tom's dead. Like we the audience know this. Yeah, we're it's gonna it's just stop stop dragging your feet. Just tell us Tom is dead because we know.
0: Yeah. Also, a, a girl walks by before dad comes in and says, Hey, Chad, you're looking dynamite. <laughs> uh, and I, I just uh, wanted to take a moment to remember that girl.
1: Yeah, yeah. Rest in peace. <laughs> I
0: wonder where dynamite came from because it's like, it's, that's um, not how dynamite is spelled.
1: Should, it should be din-a-mite.
0: dynamite. Dynamite. <laughs>
1: Um, so, yeah, dad is clearly, like, because, um, like, Chris is, like, yeah. a small, slight, feathery-haired blonde kid. Yeah, he- and so, of course, the cowboy dad is just, like, punching him and, like, putting him in headlocks all the time.
0: Yeah, he's clearly a bit too aggressive with mm-hmm. him, and he doesn't like it. So. He's very
1: sensitive, Chris.
0: Yeah. He's very sensitive. <laughs>
1: And also, like, fuck, Dad is a big dude. He's, like, 6'4", I'm going to say.
0: Yeah, he's taller than Bacula. And Bacula usually towers over everyone yeah. else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it's clear that he loves Chad, because Chad's, like, a big brute. Big,
1: tough guy. Yeah.
0: So, yeah, we learn more about that later. But it's like, eh, oh, eh, yeah.
1: Um, at this point, um, they uh, th- th- there's an argument about who gets to do a stunt. And uh, the dad tells... Sam to choose whether or not Chris gets to do a stunt and Sam immediately goes, Oh, he's gonna die in the next couple of days. I should like have him not do this stunt in case that's how he dies And he says, No, you can't but it's like, okay, obviously you're just setting the mo things in motion. Yeah. Sam don't you know that we're only 15 minutes into this episode like yeah. just let him do the safe stunt while y'all are there so you don't drive him to do a stupider stunt later
0: Yeah yeah just figure it out like, Sam
1: Sam learn story structure <laughs>
0: Um, It also occurred to me, because it's like, so we learn about his brother this episode. We learned about his sister in Kamikaze Kid. We learned about his dad in this episode. I'm like, what if this guy has, like, an enormous family? (laughs) Like, and this keeps coming up. It's like, I had another brother. I had another brother. I had a younger sister.
1: My cousins came to stay with us for a summer. Oh, my God. I
0: was really close with my uncle. Like. I had a pony. Yeah
1: here we are season two episode two you'd think that sam would learn to stop being like oh neat look at these old eight tracks because he says that and then immediately he's like i just bought those yeah He's like sam just just like erase the word old from your vocabulary in
0: the past man for
1: as long as you're (laughs) leaping just stop referring to shit as old yeah
0: yeah or like uh yeah the whole thing about him predicting things on the In politics, it's like you gotta know. You 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 gotta know by now.
1: Like that's season one, episode three. Like we've it's played out. We're done with that now. Just do the adventure
0: in the course of the show because we know that. Like like for example, last episode we saw him get the cat from the tree, so we can assume he's leaping in between things or no between that. I guess because that was between seasons. Yeah,
1: it's a little unclear. I mean, if
0: I just want to know how long he's been leaping for. You well, know, They probably see. said it in the trial, I'll bet.
1: Oh, that's a good question. I don't remember them specifying it. If we assume in um, Genesis Part 2, I do remember there was a thing where in the amount of time between when he leapt out of Tom Stratton and into Tim Fox, Al says like two weeks passed in the real world. So he was kind of just... I guess
0: that it, it, makes sense a
1: being of pure spirit for those two weeks and then he leapt into uh uh Tim Fox, so God only knows really.
0: But that makes sense since during the trial, like
1: Yeah. Wait there a was minute. inconsistent
0: time Except that it was like two days in the trial and like a day yeah. in so it was the opposite. It was that time was moving more slowly for Sam. Yeah.
1: It's a Jeremy Baramy situation. A what? Jeremy Baramy. If you haven't watched The Good Place, then I can't help you. you got to watch The Good oh, Place. Oh, I've
0: watched... A l- uh, clearly not enough.
1: Get to season three, and then we'll talk about Jeremy Baramy, because it's okay. the fucking funniest.
2: <laughs> All
0: right.
1: And I also was just listening to a podcast about it, and it's so good. Oh. um, um... um. Oh, I did
0: want to say, so, like, the dad's kind of too aggressive with the brother, and, um he clearly doesn't like it. I do like that in Quantum Leap in general, season 1 and this season, that like male aggression is like I feel like this show is kind of tackling toxic masculinity in a way that this
1: episode especially, yeah. Yeah,
0: and other other ones though have too, I think, a little bit. Like certainly Kamikaze Kid. Yeah. A little bit in Double Identity, I think.
1: Maybe a little yeah. Um
0: anyway, a a, a few times where it's like men can say nice things to each other and to women. You know what yeah, I mean? it's true. Men can be vulnerable and like that's something that Sam brings to these men of the Sam past. Sam
1: is a gentle soul. Yeah, because yeah,
0: he's because he's a like, yeah, a gentle soul. He doesn't like fighting. He doesn't like, yeah.
1: But he is good at it.
0: He's extremely good at it. But like that's what's, I think there's this sweetness to him that uh, when he brings it to men of the past who are struggling with machismo. Yeah. Uh, I, I find that one of the good things about this show.
1: Yeah, that's true. That's a very good point. So I just
0: want to stop and admire that. This episode especially, like, taking time to, from a male perspective, to deal with, like, this father who's too, too into roughhousing and yeah. and is making, like, demands of his son's masculinity.
1: Yeah.
0: Anyway, it's yeah. interesting. No, it's,
1: it's a, that's a very good point. Um Sam walks in on his brother playing the guitar. Um, which, again, this <laughs> is another one that I kind of want to spend a minute on. Because we 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 walk in, or uh, we we hear him noodling on the guitar. Just riffing. Riffing. And it's going on for like 60 seconds as Sam like kind of walks down the hallway and opens the door. And then he walks in and watches him. And it says, I'm just saying he's riffing for like 60 seconds on the guitar. And then... <laughs> uh, when the dialogue starts, he puts aside the guitar and starts writing on sheet music. Like he's notating this, this the whole guitar minute solo of that he just did.
0: Random riffing.
1: Like you don't write out guitar solos.
0: Can we just say that? Yeah. And, and if you were going to, you would be doing it like three notes at a time. Then write down three notes. Yeah. Three, you certainly wouldn't let a whole minute of riffing and noodling and, you know, improvising and then be like, yeah, I remember everything I did. Right. Unless you're like, he's
1: not fucking Mozart.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Um, I know it did. It did occur. It did remind me of like the scene at the end of Amadeus where Mozart's on his deathbed and is like, dictating the music to Salieri who's writing it down. is yeah. like, you're going too fast for me. You're going too fast for me. And meanwhile, Mozart is
1: going A, <laughs> C sharp, E. <laughs> hey. That's an eighth note.
0: <laughs> That's a nice uh, A major triad you threw yeah. in there, yeah. right? Well, I, was just, I was
1: just trying to think of the most basic, like... like yeah, again, we both know. Notating music is like both more basic and more difficult than anyone seems to
0: think. Yeah. Yeah, it's exactly. Like, like
1: yeah, you can like write out like chord charts and like you can strike A to E to you know, D, whatever. But then if you're actually notating it it's like, okay, I know what the notes of it are. What A meter are we in? What yeah. key are we in? Like yeah.
0: you know, it's come on. Yeah just noodling and like yeah sure i remember exactly everything i just did
1: I, I recognize that this is not accessible to most of our audience no i think
0: we should talk about it more <laughs> that's
1: i mean two songwriters critiquing the way people write music
0: yeah,
2: yeah,
1: yeah. is not the best podcasting but even so <laughs> and again it, like there's no point to it either you know? like they could have had just like an Exactly identical conversation without the staff paper and the pencil.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know, it's like for me when in um, uh, Starcrossed, Jamie Lee was like, this is like just how when um, Rochester rode into Thornfield. Yeah. I'm like, no, no, no. If you're having someone be an English literature major who's really interested and good at English lit... She has to say the right thing. So uh, yeah, he's composing the noodling. Oh, uh, Sam just I think casually drops that he won a Nobel Prize. He's
1: he's talking to his brother and he says like, oh, I know this other big brother little brother combo, and uh, the big brother uh, uh, convinced the little brother to go to MIT, and then he won a Nobel Prize and blah 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 blah. It's like,
0: is this a humble (laughs) brag? Are you? So Sam won a Nobel Prize, did he? Um, yeah. So, just some some stuff. In what? Oh, you know, like uh, quantum hieroglyphs.
1: Quantum hieroglyphs.
0: (laughs) You know, one of his millions of PhDs. I'm sure he combined them all to do something crazy. Um, Yeah, and in this... I don't remember what they talked about
1: um he's he's trying to convince his brother to uh, not do stunt work and instead to be a musician great that's it and he, and he talks about himself an awful lot to do so yeah and then we cut to their oh uh, the girlfriend shows up uh, Chris's new girlfriend shows up and they start watching uh, old SNL, but, SNL or current
0: SNL that's playing yep. live Uh, Clearly, they paid for the rights to play this uh, scene with the Coneheads. The Coneheads on
1: Family Feud. Yeah. Because we see most of that sketch.
0: Oh, yeah. We see a lot of it. So it's both like, did you not have actual original material to fill the time with, or did you just want to get your money's worth with the rights for the scene? Yeah, and then a little bit of a Chevy Chase scene after it.
1: Yeah, we because this is it. It ties in. They're making fun of um, Gerald Ford, Ford yeah. for being clumsy. They're watching SNL, and uh, again, Sam is just like doing like Sam be better at past because you can't just be like, oh, I remember this because it's. Live,
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And he makes some excuses like, oh, no, but uh, uh Three it's, it's, on, it's on a three-hour delay. And I have a friend in New York who saw it and telephoned me to tell me what was on SNL.
0: So, like, A, that's ridiculous. And B, your brother is like, you don't have any friends in New you York. You don't
1: know anybody in New York.
0: <laughs> like... So there you go. But again,
1: this is going to play out later of just Sam being able to predict what's going to be on TV. And like, yeah, because it's time travel. we get it.
0: And then Al shows up again. And uh, he is just dressing for the 70s every time he shows up. And uh, I have a lot of that in this episode. Like when the fire happens. I won't get too much into it. He's smoking a cigar in his disco outfit. And it's like, so you're in the imaging room. I don't know. Yeah. Ready for the 70s though no one can see you. I guess it's like sweet for him. Like well, it's a nice little thing for self-indulgent reasons yeah, so, that he does. like
1: he's showing off for his friend Sam. Yeah. He's just he wants all Sam, Sam to be impressed by him. Aww. I mean cuz like Sam like is the golden boy. Like he's the he's the he's the um
0: He won the Nobel genius Prize. Genius Nobel
1: Prize winning physicist. Um <laughs> Um, musician, uh, uh, wh- other whatever else uh, hieroglyphs, um, and Al is just a lowly astronaut admiral, and he just he's just trying to impress Sam by dressing weird and talking about all the women he's fucked.
0: Well, you know what? I'll take it. I'll take it.
1: Okay, can we? Okay, we need to talk about the next stunt that they oh do. Oh my god. Yeah. So this is... Um, all this time they're talking about the stunt that uh, Chad,
2: is it? Yeah.
1: Chad has to do the next Chad day. Stone. They keep saying, oh, it's just a little fall. It won't be any problem at all. And then we cut to this, and he's on the top of a thousand-story building.
0: First of all, when they're like, it's just a little fall, they the next shot... Is like a huge pan out like, of I a construction God, zone. It
1: is. It's like a helicopter shot.
0: It is, and I'm like, that cannot be the the fall. Like, there's no scaffold. Like, there's nothing. He would literally have to jump out of a plane. Yeah. So that can't be it. Why would you show us this shot? And then he's like, on top of a building. You know what it is?
1: They they did search through like stock footage to be like height,
0: big big
1: <laughs> b- height, b- high high. <laughs> A big high height, big, big, very much up, <laughs> yeah. And that was what came up, and they're like, I guess this is what we gotta use. <laughs> we, we made a contract <laughs> with this search bar
0: that does look like a big fall,
1: um, but it's like
0: you could have cut it off halfway through, but they kept going up and up into the sky.
1: Okay, so okay, we have to talk through this series of events, okay? Yeah, Sam is there, he's in a wig and a suit, yeah. Terrified to do this stunt. He's standing up on the ledge of this building looking terrified. Yeah. Right. A
0: woman walks up. And she looks fine with the height. She's
1: not worried at all. Um. She, uh, they get into an argument. She's, he's, she's another woman that he apparently has shtuped and has forgotten about. So she gets angry at him. She pushes him. Yeah. She falls off the building. He manages to hang on to a girder that's sticking out. Other people come up and he's yelling for help. Um, a crowd forms at the top of this building. A guy goes out on the girder trying to help Sam back in the building. Sam's hands are bleeding from hanging onto this girder. He falls, land through, Th- through a an awning or something, yeah. a, a glass roof, lands on a crash pad, and then there's cameras there and people start applauding him.
0: And the girl who fell is just like... Wanders
1: up and says, hey, cool. Uh, I loved working with you. I
0: believe... No, no. She says something like... Because earlier she mentioned, before she pushed him off, like that night we had. You don't remember. And then she goes up to him and says in his ear, like, you will... Once a screamer, always a screamer. That's true. Which is (laughs) hilarious. Because I picture him Ah! (laughs) mid-sex. Screaming Ah! as if he's (laughs) falling off a building. I would be like, you know what? How could you forget sex with a man like that? Just
1: like, oh, God! <laughs> Maybe that's it. Maybe Chad is so afraid of sex.
0: <laughs> he's just trying to fight his
1: demons. Yeah, and that's why he keeps forgetting these women. Because it's all, he's
2: all just- drama. It's all drama. He's <laughs> just <laughs> screaming.
0: <laughs> So stupid. (laughs) So stupid. (laughs) One's a screamer. And uh, so, yeah, let's dissect this.
1: Yeah, because, I mean, (laughs) even putting aside that funny, funny line, what were they filming?
0: Where where were they filming and what were they filming? Like... (laughs) And why... Like, did he cut open his hands for real? This is the part that I'm stuck on. He's holding on and we see blood streaming from his hands. (laughs) And it's like, (laughs) is he actually cutting his damn hands on glass? Because yes, if that's fake set glass, it can still cut you, I'm assuming. But this is
1: the girder. It wasn't even the glass. But
0: we did see chunks of like glass on the girder. Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah. So I'm like, he's clearly ripping up his fucking hands. Unless it's fake, then why isn't he like, oh, what's with this fake blood? It must be a stunt. Yeah. Like, either way doesn't make sense.
1: Like, for sure, A.
0: He would have to have blood packs in his hands. Mm
1: -hmm. Or, like, maybe, like, little blood jets coming out of the girder.
0: Um, sure. Maybe, yeah. But, okay. But that's not how, that would be a separate shot in a movie They would be like, we're going to do the bloody hand bit.
1: Yeah. We're going to do an insert on the bloody hand. We do this at two feet from the ground.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And like, sure, it's a big fall and there's a mat. But you're telling me that all those other actors, including Ben Cartwright, I believe, who Al is watching this and he's like, oh my God, Sam, no. But he sees... One of the people helping Sam or trying to get Sam up. And and then uh, Al is like, oh my God, it's Ben Cartwright. Ben Cartwright's trying to save Sam. So clearly he recognizes an actor. So you're telling me that Ben Cartwright, who must be a celebrity.
1: Must be in in 1976. If
0: Al knows who he is.
1: Yeah.
0: Is at the same height that the stunt... You know what I mean? Like this is a precarious situation that clearly only stunt people should be doing. The girl who pushed him and fell off first clearly knew what she was doing. Presumably was a stunt person. But then also... Although she didn't crash the glass roof. Where did she fall?
1: Where did she land? And also, they (laughs) weren't filming up there. Yeah. The cameras were all on the bottom pointed at the crash pad. So
0: there's so many... It's like we can try to analyze it, but none of it makes sense. Because you're like, why is Ben Cartwright up where there are no cameras acting? And why... Is he putting himself at risk at the top of the fall site? Mm-hmm. The whole thing is bonkers. But I guess they were filming. I think we have to assume that they were filming up there, too.
1: Filming MOS, I guess?
0: Because they were like... What does that mean?
1: Mid-out sound. Oh. Shooting, like, like not dialogue, basically. Shooting without sound because she's saying stuff to Chad, not in character. Yeah. Hey, remember that time we fucked? I'm going to push you off this building now,
0: which is also terrible stunt work because it's like don't you need I only know stage combat shit, but like don't you need to be like are you ready? Here we go. Or at the very least pushing if it's like, you in the right position.
1: If if like one person is pushing another person, then really what it is is the person who's quote unquote being pushed is initiating the action and the person who's doing the quote unquote yeah. pushing is following.
0: Exactly. It, it's all dangerous stunt work, yeah, and sure like i I'm assuming I think we're being led to believe uh, Belisario's assuming that we don't know shit about movie sets yeah um that they are filming up there they because must why have would they have had, a bunch of actors up there?
1: Yeah, they must have just had like a bunch of cameras at a really long distance
0: but like no one called out action.
1: nobody said action that's for sure.
0: Um, one of my only experiences on a film set, uh, cause I'm really bad at this shit. Uh, they're like, are we ready? Are we ready to go? Here we go or whatever. And I'm like, okay. And I just started moving and everybody started freaking out. Yeah. And then they had to be like, you have to wait <laughs> for, for action. action. And I was like, oh, doy, like obviously. Um, but I don't know this shit. And they were like, luckily we were all ready to go and we all had our shit together and we caught it. But if- they didn't then it's like it's a big deal. If if they especially in a sequence like this where he falls and he breaks a glass ceiling and it's a big fall that involves obviously lots of cameras in uh, multiple places which doesn't make sense, but whatever like that's an expensive shot and no one called action, it just happened. S- so you know what I mean? Yeah, and no, yeah. That's a waste of money if and that was wrong in any way. Where did she land? She flew away.
1: I mean she didn't fly away. She definitely didn't fly away. She landed somewhere. I don't know. She there was there was there was only the one crash mat and he fell through the glass and it, the glass was unbroken when he fell through it. So where did she land?
2: This is like she the biggest
1: like like inches away from where he fell. Like she fell on the right side of the girder. He was hanging on to the left side of the girder. It's like a foot. She would have fallen through the glass, but she didn't fall through the glass. He fell through the glass. It was unbroken when he fell, so he landed on the crash pad, but she didn't land on the crash pad because Leet. it was full of air, and so he deflated it when he landed on it, so she didn't land before him because Leet, she would have want, deflated it.
0: I don't want you to get upset about this, but literally, I think they just assume nobody knows anything who's watching this show. It's like the guitar mu- music notation. Mm-hmm nobody they're just like oh yeah sure this is how it works like they didn't consult anybody sure this is a stunt how stuntmen do scenes they just jump and then we're ready to like and they, they talk didn't about their about personal
1: it. shit while they're doing the stunt
0: they didn't think about accuracy in any way and it's a little offensive
1: i'm angry
0: well because it's like even if you don't know anything about movie sets you have to be like wait a minute Were they filming? Where were the cameras? Like, it had to occur to you. Even if, like, you know, we're actors, we kind of... And, like, cinephiles, we kind of know. Yeah. Like, Leighton, I know. But, like, even if you, dear listener, are like, I actually don't know that stuff, you have to watch that scene and be like, what do you mean they were filming? (laughs) Where did she land? Like, simple, physical things that don't make sense.
1: Just the notion that making shit is work that takes concentration is like, like people in movies just don't seem to think that that is the case. (sighs) Um, so the note I have for this scene is legitimately what just happened because there's five or six confusing things
0: I just wrote they they just accidentally did the scene. Yeah. Which is insanity. That's the
1: other thing. Is like, that we didn't even brush on the fact that apparently that was the perfect thing. And they did it in one take.
0: They applauded.
1: They did it in one take. <laughs> they were like, Sam, that was so good. Sam <laughs> accidentally did the exact right stunt that involved his right, hands bleeding.
0: And had the right reaction. That's the other thing. Nobody was like, why did you act so shocked and confused like I guess that would be your response if you were falling off a building but I also want to be like what's this movie about because he got shot in a disco yeah and then he was at the top of the movie with Ben Cartwright who's an old celebrity trying to save him (laughs) and then he fell through a glass roof and a woman pushed him (laughs) <laughs> what is this movie about that they're filming?
1: It's a disco inferno. Did,
0: does he die twice in this movie? Well, I mean,
1: stunt people can play multiple people in the same movie.
0: Uh, you know what I mean? He yeah. was wearing a wig
1: in this one. He wasn't wearing oh, a wig yeah. the first time.
0: You're right. You're right.
1: And he was wearing, because um, Chad is blonde, and he wasn't wearing a wig the first time. This time he was wearing a dark wig. So presumably he's playing a different character. Which again <sighs> means that it was a wide shot.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because clearly nobody cared about making his wig look. It was the worst wig I've ever seen. Yeah, but also
1: like his face was clearly visible, so it must have been shot from like a distance, which I guess again uh, confirms the fact that it was shot without sound and like the camera wasn't like right there.
0: I I think I think we have to let it go.
1: The camera was like in a building across the way. That's the only explanation.
0: It's all madness.
1: But then, fucking Ben Cartwright, like,
0: was was like acting his face off. Yeah, and and like, what's what's
1: <clears throat> like if they were close enough to need Ben Cartwright in that very dangerous shot oh. to see his face, then they had to have seen chances Chad's face too.
0: It's not a real scene. Like the only thing I can be like is like. They are n- not, there is no way they are in any way trying to replicate a real film scene in this scene. Like, they're not even trying. They're not even close to it. It's so far yeah. from what would be correct that, like, it's insanity. Um. Anyway. Uh,
1: the next note I have is toxic masculinity.
0: Uh, yeah, because um I think the next scene is, is uh, uh Chris playing in the bar. Yeah. And his dad is drunk. And dad he doesn't want to come into the other room to see his son perform. Yeah. And uh, Chad, first of all, Chad comes over and dad's like, oh, big man Chad or whatever. It is all like excited that Chad's a big dude, which yeah. is like, all right, I get it. You're happy. One of your sons is a tall, big dude. Yeah. Like... <laughs> God good for you and uh, but then he's like when he's like why are you so hard on Chris or whatever the dad is like well he was weak he was born weak and he was premature
1: when he was when he was raised by his mother she did everything wrong and she made him weak
0: (sighs) it's just like
1: but also like it goes a little bit on the nose where uh, the dad what's the dad's name again (laughs) it doesn't matter
0: it's Ray stole.
1: Ray, the dad. Ray um, goes through this thing. He's like, "Oh well, I suppose maybe the reason that I'm so hard on him is because my dad was hard on me, and he made he was a stunt man, and he made me want to become a stunt man." It's like,
0: okay. So you come from a long line of stuntmen, first of all. Yes, which but is also hilarious. it's
1: a little on the nose. While the character does not realize like he's, he's
0: self-aware he's, to a degree. He's
1: absolutely self-aware, but he still thinks it's right. Yeah. In a very weird way, he's like, Oh, now that you mention it, maybe I wanted to be a dancer and uh but well, fuck <laughs> it. I guess I'm still gonna abuse my son because he's a pussy.
2: Yeah, like <laughs> train,
0: train. Time. It's time for the train, train to go by time. was a nice one it's it's incredibly self-aware and astute that he's like maybe i have some internalized trauma from my own childhood with my father and it's making me act the same way towards my son because i'm afraid of intimacy with a male family member but
1: still i guess it's still time to continue the cycle of abuse yeah
0: like okay ray (laughs) He,
1: he comes to this realization and then is like well Let's keep going with this. <laughs> time to
0: get back to dramatizing my son. Okay,
1: then here's the next thing that I want to spend fully 12 minutes talking about. Because sure. we see the song that Chris is playing. Yeah. And they also play it again a second time over the closing credits. Just so you can see it
0: well, again. The song itself was good.
1: I think it was, it was fine. It was I, kind of country-ish. Country rock. I kind
0: of liked it. That had some nice quality. Yeah,
1: it, uh, the, whoever was doing the singing...
0: Def- oh, yeah. Definitely wasn't
1: Chris, but like very good.
0: Um, yeah. I was gonna say, do we think it's him or not? It's not him. At Absolutely all. not him. Yeah. It's like the most masculine voice I've ever heard. Like he you know, just a quote unquote. Yeah. Like stereotypically.
1: Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah, we're you know. using these as political terms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Elite.
0: Um But yeah, it's like he he's up on stage being like and like. Playing the guitar, his shirt's kind of unbuttoned. It's country music, so yeah. it's inherently the most stereotypically masculine yeah. genre we have. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, beers and pickup trucks and my girl. Like, yeah. And the dad's like, what a fucking pussy. I'm like, are you kidding me?
1: It's like, honestly, it's like going to a Bruce Springsteen concert and being like,
0: what is this womanly crap? <laughs> yeah, like, like, your son is like the most like a butch singer i've ever seen yeah. good for him yeah. i mean especially given the fact that you're his damn dad and you're like what is this <laughs> like it, it's crazy to me he could be like i said he could be reading poetry mm-hmm. he could be singing like soft jazz he, he could be, be singing folk music with like a harp yeah. like you know
1: he could be billy Elliot at the national ballet
0: yeah but also, no, okay, can we
1: talk about the guitar, though? They yeah, do the classic sure. thing where we have a close-up on a guitarist's left hand. Yeah. Doing some noodling, doing like a nice intro, and it's in sync with the music. And then we cut to a wide shot, and it's a guy randomly moving his left hand up and down the neck of a guitar. And doing this weird, creepy,
0: little dinky strumming that yeah, I can't really like, figure
1: yeah, out. It seems to be just kind of strumming on random beats.
0: No, it's just like... like... <laughs> It was like the strum 16th pattern is sixteenth notes, just yeah. like. Meanwhile, what we're hearing is like an elaborate guitar solo. But then, not, I mean, with different,
1: yeah, not even then, because when he when he starts singing, it's like there's some some soloing throughout, but it's like mainly like just chords.
0: Yeah, but his and
1: then his right. left hand again. If you, dear listener, play the guitar, imagine you're in the shape of an E chord. And then just doing that all the way up and down the neck. Just up down. Not up, changing down. your chord shape.
0: Like and, and his hand, his yeah, his right hand's just and playing moving it by semitones. Ugh. And it's a- another thing that's like you didn't do the research and you made a whole scene about it. And you it.
1: also chose to shoot it this way. You could have just
0: shot him from the sternum up. We didn't ever need to see his hands. Except yep. for in the close-up where you clearly got a real guitarist. They used a real guitarist in the bedroom scene for a second, I think. Um, I'm trying to remember. I don't there was a close-up his on his hands. hands. Oh, yeah. did we? Okay. And then it panned up to his face and we didn't see his hands. And I'm like, yeah. okay. See, yeah. that's, that's what you do.
2: Yeah.
0: Um,
1: Again, it's just one of these like, oh, people don't know what art looks
0: like. Fuck it. <laughs> Realistically, how many guitarists are going to be watching this show? It's like like, statistically, like a lot,
1: a lot. You, I mean, it's what TV in 1990. You probably had a share of like several million people watching this. Yeah, statistically, a million of them are guitarists.
0: Yeah, yeah, and even if they're not professional guitarists, they still know what guitar playing looks Looks like. like. So that was dumb. So, uh, yeah, that's going on. Dad comes in to look at it, and he's like, fuck this. Takes a swig of his beer and leaves, mm-hmm. and the son sees it, and you're like, okay, I guess. Yeah.
1: Um, Again, my note remains toxic masculinity. Like, sure. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, s-
0: you know, when he's like, how, how'd how I do, Dad? How'd you like it? He's like, you'll never go anywhere with this, and whatever. So not what
1: like stunt work, where you're a natural.
0: Not like stunt work, where, yeah, I... It's like, aren't you guys in Hollywood, like working in the film industry and and you're nitpicking like you'll never have a career as a guitarist. It's like, well, you're in the most precarious business in the world. Yeah. I don't know.
1: (laughs) Like it's dangerous. Like not only is it like, yeah, you're just a journeyman working in the film industry. You're not making millions. But B, you're also risking your life a lot. Yeah. Maybe, hey, maybe the guitar is like not a bad choice for this kid. Yeah. Who you clearly also don't think is very good at stunt work.
0: Yeah, you just... I get... It's it's a weird thing because he's torn between being like, I gotta toughen him up. I gotta make him tough. But then he's like, he can't do shit. So it's like, do you want him to do stunt work or do you not? Like, I guess he does and he wants him to be really tough and to do it better. But he also doesn't believe he can. He just hates him. He just hates his son no matter what. He fucking
1: loves Chad and hates Chris.
0: Yep. Oh, them stone boys.
1: Um, so then uh, after he, he decides, oh, I need to prove myself to my father. I'm going to call up that stupid director, the dangerous one from earlier. Oh, yeah, and I'm yeah. going uh, <laughs> to do that fire stunt that they've been talking about all this time.
0: This is such a funny scene. Is it? Because he calls him on oh, a payphone, and the director's like, what the hell are you doing calling a Hollywood director at, at midnight <laughs> or whatever? And he's like, listen,
1: you got you got somebody for that fire stunt yet? He's like, nope. Well you do now, hangs up.
0: <laughs> and we're like, so you called a Hollywood director, a big shot Hollywood director that you want to work for and have a professional relationship with at midnight yep. on his home number. His and he called number. you out on it and was like, you don't do that, you yeah. know? And then you hang up on him.
1: Without saying goodbye.
0: Without hearing a yes. Yeah. So it's like just again another like if any if if anyone did that in Hollywood or in any job call your boss at midnight and then hang up on them, you're getting fired.
1: But also, hey, if you, if it's midnight the night before a big (laughs) fire stunt and you don't have your stunt guy yet, you are not doing that shot.
0: Oh. Oh. Like, wouldn't the group be... Right at this moment tonight, like building yeah. that shot. That's the thing.
1: Like again, I in one of my previous lives, I I worked briefly in in pyrotechnics. Really? Yeah, oh, I just no, fireworks, not not like movie pyrotechnics, but like we I did I fireworks. I love
0: fireworks. Yes,
1: yeah. um, they're so beautiful. Yeah, it was fun. It was a good gig, um, but it's like if you are doing the pyrotechnics for a shot the following morning, mm-hmm. there are people doing it now, yeah. and not a small number of people because you got, I mean, again, it seems to be a low budget film and they also fuck it up. So maybe it was just like one crazy dude. But, um, you know, you got the people like, you got have people uh, like setting them, up, setting them up and people guarding them over. Like if, if they were set like the night before, then there are people there guarding it all night long.
0: Oh, because if anyone tampers with it. Anyone tampers
1: with it or anyone wanders in with a fucking cigarette, like there it goes. yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. So, So,
1: like, they they don't have a stunt guy, unless the director's like, fuck it, if I don't have anyone by the morning, I'm doing the stunt.
0: For a TV show, this TV show knows nothing about filming. Yeah. It's like, only Donald didn't know, and all of the people on set are like, ugh. Like...
1: No, he's like, no, I'm pretty sure this is how movies work.
0: The director's like, I don't know Donald, I mean... (laughs) If you just came on set for one day, you'd know... (laughs) You'd know that that's not how things go. He's like, no, no, I'm good, I'm good.
1: Like, this is Quantum Leap. We have done stunts. You've been here while we did stunts, Don. I was like, yeah, yeah, this is my recollection, is that we just fucking
0: did it, right? We just did it all in one take? Yeah? Okay. (laughs) God. I also wanted to bring up, because Dad at one point is like, oh, where's Chris? He's running around with that little brunette or whatever with Shannon. No, I remembered when we first met Shannon because she was quite uh, direct. Leet goes, she's gonna end up being a spy. (laughs) And at this point, I was like, "Who did you think she was a spy for? For what purpose? To what end?" Leet. I
1: don't don't think I said spy. I think you said spy because you were riffing on last week's episode. What did I say? I think think she's gonna die. Assassin. Oh, I said she's an assassin. (laughs) I don't know why I said that. There was a reason.
2: (laughs) (laughs)
0: well because she was just being so direct and someone brought up politics and I was like maybe (laughs) I mean I, I actually followed along with you for a bit I kept thinking Shannon's an assassin and then at this point I realized Shannon's not a fucking assassin she's not elite. Anyway, um, because
1: also the, another funny thing about this is that, again, uh I've watched these episodes before, but it's been 10 or 12 years. Yeah. And so a lot of the time I'll remember what an episode is about, like kind of partway into the episode. And so sometimes I'll say something that I think is coming and sometimes I'll say something jokingly that isn't coming and Kristen has no way of knowing which.
0: <laughs> yeah, Leap and the show itself keep throwing me for these loops. So I'm just like, well, I don't know, man. Why predict anything? Life is unpredictable.
1: Um, he goes to do the stunt. Uh, uh, stunt explodes. Sam rushes in after stunt explodes. Sam goes, finds uh, Chris. He, finds he Chris saves d- him from uh, fire.
0: Al, who can stand in fire because he's a hologram is leading yeah, Sam. He's saying through follow it. my voice. I just thought it was kind of funny because like he's in the imaging chamber. He's like, quick, Sam Oh, and he's like really into it. Like Sam, you gotta go this way, you gotta do that. Meanwhile takes out a cigar and lights it. Yeah. Seemingly like with fire, even though he's also got a lighter because obviously he can't light it with the fire yeah. from the past. <laughs> fire from the past. <laughs> That's the name of my book. Fire from the past. Um but anyway but like just to for some kind of synchronicity, I don't know, he decides to light a cigar with a lighter while standing in fire. But it's like I just picture him being in the imaging chamber lighting up a cigar and someone operating the imaging chamber being like, obviously you can't smoke that in here. Like
1: Oh, but he's smoked in, in the imaging chamber plenty of times so far. That's
0: true. That's true. Anyway. Anyway, I was gonna
1: the like... This is, is, is it exciting? Is this scene exciting?
0: Uh, I never find like he's got to say, it was quick, this person has to save someone from a fire. I never find that exciting for some yeah. reason. I'm just like, ugh, this seems like a hassle. Yeah, again, it's like, it's
1: like the part of this show that the writer and director are least interested in.
0: Yeah, there's a fire and he saved, saved them from the fire.
1: It's kind of like we wanted to tell a story about... Um, you know uh, toxic masculinity and uh, the way that uh, father's expectations of their sons can really fuck them up
0: so they don't really care and then
1: we do a little fire as well
0: they don't care about the fire they don't care about the stunts they don't care about the guitar playing it's like at the end of the day they just really care about the relationship and that's fine but like then why you have to
1: yeah I mean they could have done the exact same story with like a coal mine
0: yeah exactly
1: and that would probably would have been more exciting if there was like a fucking cave-in or something
0: or have them do the stunts but like
1: but do it like the way the stunts do
0: do like the stunts do or don't show it or something yeah. if it's not important but clearly they wanted to have Sam think he was falling to his death mm-hmm. that's the dumb part is that they're like wouldn't it be funny if he thought he was gonna die <laughs> like I don't know are you prepared to do that scene <laughs> Like, obviously not.
1: Also, can I just... Another thing about this stunt, the, the fire stunt that goes wrong, is that they, um, the the asshole director is like, okay, we're, we're an hour behind. We've got to just shoot this thing. And somebody goes up to him and says, do you want to do a rehearsal first? He's like, no, shoot the rehearsal. We're going to shoot the rehearsal. It's like, okay, okay, but... You only get one
0: take. Yeah, you have to...
1: At least walk it through. You're burning this place down. The reason the stunt goes wrong is because it's too much fire. (laughs) So you don't, like, rehearsal, I guess, would be like walking through it without the pyrotechnics, and then the actual thing is setting off the pyrotechnics.
0: Yeah. What?
1: Did you have, like, just a whole other location with identical pyrotechnics?
0: Listen, <laughs> it's all garbage. <laughs> this was a bad episode. Um, yes. Yes, it was. We, uh, just quickly one o'clock that we glossed over Sam learning that his brother Tom was dead and oh, died yes. in Vietnam.
1: <laughs> Tom died in Vietnam. That happened.
0: Yeah, that's all. I just want to.
1: Yeah. He was very sad about it for a second.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Then... He looked off, like off screen for a little bit. It was sad.
1: And then the episode continued,
0: yeah, that was all. um I have a question, yeah, it's probably been addressed before. If Sam fails, does he not leap?
1: It has never happened. I'm sure it will Sam always succeeds. well, I mean, I guess I mean, the answer to that would be, um Don Gino. Sam right, failed something else would Sam failed as Frankie and God was like, Oh fuck, okay, what if I put him in this other guy? Maybe he can do it then?
0: I assume that there would be like a God intervention, but what?
1: That would be a fucking great episode, a Groundhog's Day episode where uh He just has
0: to do it he, again and he again? fucks it
1: up and God leaps him back to the exact same moment and says, Try again, and he fucks it up again. He leaps back to the exact same moment and well, God says try cool. again.
0: Star Trek Next Generation there's at least one episode where that's a thing. Yeah, for sure. But I feel like it's another one. I mean, Russian. Doll,
1: Live Die Repeat. Yeah. Um, um Happy Death Day, all of those.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Happy Death Day. I haven't seen it. Ugh. I is it anything more than the trailer? Probably not. I don't know. I haven't seen it. I'm the so trailer. sorry, Bloomhouse. Hire me <laughs> <laughs> for something. I love horror. <laughs> so Please don't take my harsh words. Have you watched at Doll? No, I should.
1: It's real good. Mm. It's like the first mm, four episodes or something. You're like, yeah, this is good. This is watchable. Yeah, I'm enjoying this. And then uh, uh, episode like five or six kind of gets into like some real creepy horror shit. And then uh, the ending is just like really beautiful. And and uh, yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, it's very good. All right. Um, Also, Sam, when he's uh, going to find Chris through this fire... Okay, Sam has eight doctorates. He has um, (laughs) a a Nobel Prize. He um, um, uh, has a photographic memory. Mm -hmm. He does not know when you're in a fire situation to get low. He's just walking around full six foot bacula height <laughs> through all this smoke.
0: Coughing and like, what? Coughing so hard. and being
1: I can't see anything. Well,
0: maybe. Get down to the ground.
1: Maybe stop walking around.
0: And like Genesis Part 2, you knew how to stop a pregnant woman from labor. Yeah. Like you knew all this other shit. Yeah. But medically speaking. Yeah. And people were like, whoa, how do you know this? This is medicine from the future. But you don't know, like, maybe get down to the ground <laughs> if there's a fire. Yeah yeah anyway uh oh yeah and then right after he saves his brother and he's coughing and like the ambulance is there his brother almost died um the aquarius lady from early on sidles up and starts cuddling with him and is like yeah your mood ring is black or something oh your mood ring is blue so you're happy that's weird
1: sam really likes helping people (laughs) yeah he's only happy when he's saving a life
0: did they kiss? Did I, I miss think so. it? I, think that I think they they, kiss. they
1: kissed I don't think that's the first time they kissed in this episode. I think they kissed a couple of times. Oh. I don't remember. So
0: he just uh so now um like Chad has finally settled down and this was the woman.
1: Well no, I mean Chad kisses every girl.
0: No, I'm just gonna assume this is the love of Chad's life.
1: That's nice.
0: Yeah, it makes me happy.
1: Yeah. I'm into it.
0: Yeah. It's just funny that I'm I'm kinda like, it's not the time. It's not the time. His brother's in a, especially cuz she's been pursuing him so hard this whole yep. episode. And as soon as his brother gets loaded to the ambulance, she's right there. She's like, "So, Chad, <laughs> like like lady, <laughs> give him a minute." I also um
1: like this idea. Okay, two things. One, when Sam leaps out and Chad leaps back in. Like he's going to have to go to the hospital. For severe lung damage, they're going to look at it and be like, no, nope, you are in perfect health. You did not inhale any smoke whatsoever. Right? What? Because it's he... Sam's body. Like, he doesn't leap into their body. Sam's switches places with them. Yeah. So Sam inhaled a bunch of smoke. Chad didn't.
0: Right. So, so then when Chad...
1: Chad leaps back in, they're going to be like, oh, man, you inhaled a lot of smoke. You better come to the hospital and we'll, uh, we'll I don't know, whatever they do for that. And they're gonna look at him and be like, "No, nope, perfectly healthy. Yeah, <laughs> you did not. You've never smoked a cigarette in your
0: life." <laughs> uh, and then uh, why hasn't he left yet? Because now he's in the living room with um his dad and Chris and Shannon. Yep. and they're all and like he's Chris is all bandaged up, and it's like we're all a happy family, and um and uh 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 uh, uh they're watching Ford coming out of an airplane. Yep. And talking about Chris's future, like Chris isn't there. The yeah. dad's like, he's going to be a stuntman. And Chad's like, he's going to be a musician. And meanwhile, Chris is just like, I don't know. Guys. I'll do
1: whatever you guys
0: tell me. Just, just love me. I almost died, guys. Just <laughs> like, love me. Can I just have a day off before we talk about my my work? Yeah. Um. And uh, yeah, so Sam makes a bet that's like, if he's like, Ford's going to fall again.
1: Al tells him. He's like, oh. Al goes, oh, I remember this. He fell down the stairs getting out of the plane. And Sam's like, are you sure? And he goes like, yeah, pretty sure.
0: So he's like, if he falls, uh, Chris gets to be a musician. And if he doesn't, he'll be a stuntman. And Chris is like, well, guys, hang on.
1: I actually do get a choice.
0: It's "It's my life, but whatever. And uh, lo and behold, he falls. Sam wins. Sam leaps. Also... I would have loved
1: like some assessment after the fact from Al just being like, oh, yeah, he went on to have a successful career or like he went on to die of heroin. Like one of those yeah. two happened and like, I don't know, I, I, I would like in some of these episodes Al to be like, this is how it all played out because the the victory of this episode is that this guy gets to pursue a music career That is, like, just...
0: That's a tumultuous life.
1: Yeah, that's a whole other, like, really fraught career path.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, again, I guess we just trust God or whatever.
0: Yeah, he's going to be one of them clean country musicians who never touched drugs or got into any kind of controversy or hurt himself in any way. I don't know. Yeah. Whatever.
1: He went on to marry Shannon and have a thousand kids. A
0: thousand kids.
1: A thousand children.
0: And they all became stuntmen.
1: <laughs> they all became stuntmen except for the black sheep who became a musician.
0: <laughs> I don't know why I treat you so bad. Maybe it's because my dad treated me so bad and his dad treated him so bad. The end.
1: My brother was real nice though.
0: <laughs> we all love Chad.
1: He died in Vietnam. <laughs> That's hmm. sad. Shit. Kristen, do you have any other projects to plug? Yeah. I
0: do. Um, yeah, I have a podcast called On a Dark Cold Night. It's a horror fiction anthology audio drama podcast. It's spooky and it's relaxing.
1: It's relaxing and spooky. Right. Um, do you have anything, Leet? Uh Yeah, I have a, a, a podcast called The Pitch Off Project. No. That we get improvisers to come and uh, do movie pitches and then improvise and we talk about movies. It's so, very good. Give me uh, two adjectives to describe it.
0: It's goofy, and it's charming.
1: It's charming and goofy, everybody.
0: <laughs> I was on it recently, so look out.
1: Yeah, when's that coming out? What episode was it? I don't know.
0: I mean, it. Was, I know what... What was the theme? Treehouse.
1: Treehouse, it's going to come out eh, probably three weeks after this episode airs.
0: Oh, nice.
1: Something like
0: that. Not soon enough.
1: I'll do my best. No, it's fine. Don't worry. Um. So Sam leaps into Sailor Boy. Yeah. That's, this is literally all we get is Sam leaps into a sailor.
0: Yeah, he gets off a bus. He gets off he a bus and sees... looks in
1: uh, a store window and sees that he's dressed like, um, you know, Gene Kelly in On the Town.
0: Yeah, he's just like a handsome sailor. Um, I'm just assuming he's back in town after a tour or something. I don't know quite know how it works with sailors. Um, so... did you get a sense of the time? I mean, like you like said, he looks like Gene Kelly, kind of. Bus was kind of fifties, 60s That's yeah. I was gonna say fifties. Yeah. Um. And since that's the earliest we can leap to, like it's not like forties, like yeah. you know, like uh, because my mind, I guess, instantly goes to the picture of the man kissing that nurse. Yeah. Um. Uh. But that would have been the story 40s. of that. Oh, that she didn't know him? She didn't
1: know him and didn't like it. But then, uh, like, 50 years later, they found those two and were like, how do you feel about this picture now? And she was like, okay, I get that it's really iconic. And I guess I'm glad it happened. But still, he shouldn't have fucking kissed me.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there was a whole talk about it because that man passed away recently and a bunch of people were like, we should not celebrate him. And I'm like, well, like... What do you
1: do? I mean, it's also, it's a time capsule. Like, for sure. It's like, he was really excited uh, by the end of the war and also was a dude in the 40s. Like, this is what life was in 1945.
0: Terrible thing to do. If I was kissed by a man I didn't know on the street, I would be terrified and really upset. And I would kick him.
1: But then if there was like a fucking iconic picture and 60 years later people were like, ah, this is 19, or this is 20. This is this is 2019 personified. You'd be like, I guess it's a good picture.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's it's tough. It's tough. And maybe he got woke. I like to think maybe 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 he he realized after the
1: fact. I mean, probably after she belted him, he was like, "I probably shouldn't have done that."
0: Maybe I was a little too
1: excited. I have a wife. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Oh God. Um. Anyway, yeah. My mind goes to that picture, but that picture was obviously uh end of world war ii yeah. so it wouldn't have been within sam's lifetime no um so the earliest this could be would be the 50s
1: yeah so he's just back from korea
0: sure 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 um i guess we don't know where he's landed the more interesting story would be him landing on enemy ground Mm. and like going to bars and doing the American soldier thing and like falling in love with a woman there and then learning like to respect her culture and like, Oh yeah, that's interesting. Like, like learning to learning that the enemy is, uh, or is, is people just like him and, um, doesn't want to fight anymore, becomes a pacifist. I feel like
1: I want to look up the title of that episode. Because maybe that would, maybe we should incorporate that into your predictions. Because it might give us more hints. Oh, that's a good idea. A quantum leap. Because I actually suddenly think I might remember season two. Is it
0: because I'm right? Yeah, maybe. I just think that that sounds like a nicer, that sounds like a more interesting story to me.
1: See, season two, episode three is called "The Americanization of Machiko." Is the title of that episode? So that probably gives you a bit more of a hint. Can I see? Yeah, "The Americanization of Machiko."
0: I've, I think I'm right. I don't know what Machiko is. Okay, yeah, I stand by my prediction. Very good. All right. Well. Well. Thank you for listening to
1: this. Episode it's of, been a real pleasure to engage with you on this episode of Quantum.
0: Of Oh Boy. Oh, let's do it <laughs> Wait, what
1: are we? It's been a pleasure having you. T- 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 thank you so much episode for
2: listening. Of, oh, boy, oh Boy, it's, it's Christine. <laughs> <laughs>